0: Wild week of sports, guys. Want to start off the show giving a shout-out to the Columbus Crew, MLS Cup champions. We'll bring that up a couple times throughout this show. But uh, on today's episode, we're drinking some beer from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, our pals at Ohio Brewing Company. So a a nice Christmassy beer by them. Getting into the Christmas season here in uh, mid-December. Talking a little college basketball. Got a little six-pack stats on the Browns. Um, And then talking some, you know, college football, pro football, as uh, the playoffs are about to get going here, guys, in a a couple different areas. Football. 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 But first, we have our intro, of course. I am the talent. I'm the guy that runs things around here, keeps these two in check as as best as anyone can, I suppose. Um, My name's Greg. I'm the host around here. To my right, though, is a guy that, I mean can be an issue sometimes a guy that we have to sometimes change the rules for him of the podcast to make sure he stays happy a guy get that him. you know can't always show up when we want him to a couple cancellations basically the ohio
1: state of this podcast it's zach zach how are we doing today well you know i'm doing good greg and yeah you know rules get changed for me
2: you know, I think uh, I, I think that's a couple variations of that same intro he's done for you now, where he's compared to Ohio State. I know, just, and I love saying, it. I love I'm every minute of it. Up. Yeah,
0: I mean, really annoying, a pain in my ass.
1: You know, you're like Ohio State or Zach. You're really. like you're like the Michigan. You have an ego that you just can't back up.
0: I'm yeah. not gonna say no, <laughs> but I'm also not gonna say yes. And. To My left, the guy's the guy on the ones and twos, the guy who is about as inconsistent for when he shows up to this podcast as you see, was shooting from the floor in the last couple oh. minutes. First, Tennessee, <laughs> we say 11. He could be here at nine in the morning, he could be here at two in the afternoon.
2: <laughs> it's Josh. Josh, how are we doing today? Oh, oh just fine, just fine. That was a wonderful <laughs> that was. intro you did there. That was.
1: <laughs> He had a plumbing issue this morning. What are you going to do? He's the man of the house. Help it, yeah. The
0: man of the (laughs) The house. He's the man of the house. I worry about that house. That's for sure. (laughs) But guys, we also have some worry coming up for some college football teams coming up. OSU, according to Dabo, maybe shouldn't be in the playoffs. Cincinnati dropping in the college football rankings. Uh, What is going on in the world right now? Coach K wants to cancel basketball. What is going on in the world right now? Apparently, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of that. That Coach K only realizes after he loses two straight non conference games. (laughs) Very nice. Good for Illinois. (laughs) But we'll get to all that in just a few minutes, guys. But first, before I get too riled up about Coach K, I might need a a beer to calm me down a little bit.
1: (laughs) Oh, beer of the week. That's awesome. Yeah, how do you do that? That's great.
0: All right. So our beer of the week comes from our friends in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. It is the jingle bell ale from ohio brewing company uh this is a it's called at least on untapped a spiced or herbed beer it is uh, modeled after their german kohl style ale uh with a soft malt and delicate bit hop or delicate hop bitterness and then uh it's got some some extra holiday spices to it guys so Ooh. really excited to try this one
2: yeah it's a good one it's a good one definitely uh definitely herbed up
0: So, Josh, I believe you were the one that that picked up this uh, Mm. beer, actually, Mm. from the source itself. You were up in uh, Cuyahoga Falls uh,
2: about a month ago or so. Yep. Yep. Grabbed uh, grabbed some holiday ales for us. Uh, We'll have another holiday ale from uh, the Akron, the other side of Akron, uh, next week. Uh, But yeah, it was a neat little place. Um, A great tap room, and then it looked like the uh, basement was closed, but... uh, Cool looking pool hall was down there. I noticed Uh, baller, Um, but a lot of they had a great lineup too. A lot of different stuff up there. Um, But yeah, this is this is good. Pretty classic. Another uh, Mm -hmm. north uh, northwest Ohio, northeast northeast Ohio Christmas sale.
0: We'll get we'll get our directions. You guys know I'm directing. Josh is uh... (laughs) that remember the whole
2: Westlake thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we we all remember the West Lake or Centerville that town. Yeah,
0: yeah. The Dayton Centerville fiasco. (laughs) Um, So we were talking beforehand. And you were saying, when you saw it, once again, I mean, pretty standard name. I guess nothing really super interesting about it. You're a brewing company in Ohio, so might as well be the Ohio Brewing Company. Oh, we're going to take yeah. shots at names now. But uh, you walked in and you just said, you walked by and you just saw Ohio.
2: Yeah, in giant we, uh, script Yeah, we had, we were just kind of walking around Cuyahoga Falls, you know. As the, one does. The quaint, <laughs> as one the quaint one little does. town. We just got done with uh, breakfast and uh, turned around the corner and then... Ohio, and we were like, oh. "Oh, Ohio Brewing Company." Well, did it say Brewing
1: Company on the sign?
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh okay, yeah. So, okay. well, there was one that was just Ohio, and then no. we were like, "Oh, it's a brewery." And I was like, "Oh, Ohio." I mean, I guess yeah. That's I, it was very straightforward.
0: But uh, I mean, back to this Jingle Bell Ale. Uh, the one thing that I think you look for in a lot of these Christmas ales is the nice kind of winter spice. Yeah. Usually, you get get it in a lot of your. You know, big-time Christmas ales, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. like like Dad or, or the, you know, the Great Lakes Christmas Ale. And I think this is a nice light style because, I mean, it's it's based off their their Kolsch-style ale. So it's a nice light beer, but it's still got that spiciness. So it's one of those, like, you could enjoy it and it feels Christmassy, but it's also not, like, you drink one of
1: them and then you're, like... All right, it's kind of heavy. I'm I'm kind of right. done here. Yeah. It's one it of those you throw can... the flavors at you. The palate reveals itself as it Whoa. is in your mouth. Well said. Well yeah. said. Um I think it's one of these that I would I would get a six pack and I would just drink it all day. Like, yeah, you
2: it's know, it's very not one of those drinkable for a Christmas. It it is, oh, it very is. much
0: so. And I think it's one of those that like, you know, if you're around, well, not this year, small family gatherings, but if in right. the future you're around some in-laws you're not a big fan of, maybe a six-pack of this, and you can just yeah. enjoy it throughout the day. Only 5% alcohol, so mm-hmm. not too crazy on there. Um can keep yourself there mentally, but can enjoy a beer and still be feeling good. Get through the holidays. Yeah. through the
2: holidays. Yeah, get through the holidays. <laughs> yeah, through the you holidays. might need something
1: a little bit uh, a little higher.
0: Well, once again, thanks to our friends at Ohio Brewing Company
2: and their Chingle Bell Ale. They're the first of a few Christmas ales we got coming up and then leading into our uh, Christmas Ale holiday special. Was oh, it? heck yeah.
0: First off, the crew are the champions of the MLS. Two goals by record signing Lucas Zellerian paved the way to a 3 0 victory versus the Seattle Sounders, and the crew get their second ever MLS championship first since 2008 after a wonderful display pandemic shortened year but a big win for the crew it
1: sounds like they soundly beat the sounders
0: exactly and the last thing to say on that suck it pre-court we back and better than ever in college basketball the Buckeyes did their part in the big 10 ACC challenge with a big win over Notre Dame 90-85 led by EJ Liddell with 19 points in Knoxville yesterday though the Bearcats had a tough game dropping it 65 to 56 to number 12 Tennessee the cats were marred by foul trouble having six players with at least three fouls and getting outshot at the line 30 to 7 and finally in college football though the Buckeyes and the cats were off this week they're both preparing for conference championships next week the Big Ten adjusted their rules to allow for the Buckeyes to get their place versus Northwestern next weekend in a Big Ten brawl in Indianapolis, and after a cancellation versus Tulsa, the Cats will now host the Golden Hurricane next weekend at Nippert for a chance to complete the perfect regular season. And those are your OH headlines. Alright, so for our six-pack of stats, I know you guys are excited. We have a Browns-themed six-pack of stats, so stay with me here. It'll get from happy and Browns gloating to very depressing very quickly. Number two. We're not just talking about the Browns here. Uh, two is the number of times that Baker Mayfield has had four passing touchdowns in a half. Damn. Uh, October 25th, the second half versus the Bengals, and last Sunday in the first half versus the Titans. The rest of the NFL so far this year has zero such halves. I mean, I would imagine. So,
1: best quarterback in the league? Nope. That's for you to decide. Nope. (laughs) Take it easy. Yeah, chill out. This is the same guy (laughs) who, like, three weeks ago was just lambasting Baker Mayfield, so... I, yeah, I mean, as, as one does. As yeah. one does, yeah. I know, but yeah, okay. Welcome to Cleveland Sports. I, know. I don't know what to
0: tell you. <laughs> uh, the next stat is 11. Like the number of players on a football field, but also the number of rushes of 20-plus yards that Nick Chubb has this year, which leads the NFL. No. 11 rushes of 20-plus yards. Number two is Derrick Henry oh, with mm-hmm. eight such rushes. That makes sense. Also, Nick Chubb missed four and a half games this yeah. year with yeah, an MCL sprain. That's impressive. So, wow, yeah.
1: Best running back in the NFL? That's for <sighs> you to decide. I mean, as someone who roots for a team who's consistently good, buddy, it's, it's, it. it's good I'll to have it. a little bit of. I'll uh, give him that one. That one's that, debatable. No, that's it. That's, that impressive. One's debatable. that's impressive. That one's debatable. Well, here's another stat that
0: really tells you about how the Browns season's going this year. <laughs> All right. That number is seven. The Browns this season, when they score more than seven points, are nine and zero. Oh.
1: So go for two. Get to that eighth point. I mean, nine and
0: zero. Oh. Honestly, seven
1: points that's... or less. Zero oh, and three. I mean, that's common sense, but also kind of like well, you
2: know, yeah, it's actually a pretty solid number there. I mean, I look at look at some of these games they've played, especially that game against Tennessee. Cleveland's in the driving seat most of the time. Right. And, and let him not get back often, into it. Not I let him get back into it, but not often has Cleveland been able yeah, to just Yeah, but it's not like like It's some of the shit team though either.
0: Josh, who do you think has a better point differential? The 9 and 3 Cleveland Browns or the 4 and 8 Atlanta Falcons? Uh the Falcons. Just the based 4 off and of 8 last, Falcons do have a week. better point <laughs> differential than the Browns. So <laughs> That can tell you about how the season's been going. Either they win Hey. Or they very much do not win. But not having votes. actual wins in the season? It's all about the Ws, Wild. man. It's not, not about the
1: point differential.
0: Wild. Times so this is what changing. it's like to root for teams that win football games. Wild. The times they are changing. Give us your next one. Oh, our next at thirteen. Thirteen is the most wins by a quarterback in starts at first energy stadium set by Baker Mayfield who is now 13 and 7 at First Energy Stadium. The reason why this stat is brought up because you're like, yes, a Browns quarterback should have the most <laughs> wins at the Browns stadium. Well, up until this year, that record was held by of course, a quarterback for the Steelers, one <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, who in his career has had, I believe, three or four games that he's I believe three games that he's missed in Cleveland, so it could be better. But in his career, he is 11-2 and 1 as a starter at First Energy Stadium. Make Had the record for several for a couple years as the winningest quarterback at. He could First Energy Stadium. I mean, Stadium. it's
1: not all realm of possibility. Looking at the schedule, I'm not saying they'll lose the Ravens, but let's say they do, and then they're on the road for two weeks in New York. Then they play the Steelers to finish up the year, assuming his knee injury isn't so bad. Uh, Old Ben might uh, yeah, give, him be. extra, yeah, give him a little extra. That could happen. Yeah, a little extra pressure. A little yeah. extra pressure <laughs> to get back into the top. Hey, spot and there. if they if
0: they play early again next year, you never know. He could, yeah. he could get his way back to thirteen. <laughs> so that's the t- that's the terrifying.
2: Play there again in the playoffs if we're talking hypothetical I mean, this year. could have two more games this this year.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, to. we're hoping for one more win at least out of the Browns because our next stat is twenty-two. A win Monday night, or I guess at any point this season, would get Baker Mayfield to 22 wins. If he wins on Monday night, it would be 22 wins in 42 games as a starter. Which would tie him for the most wins by a Cleveland Browns quarterback since they came back in 1999. Right now the record is held by Tim Couch, who is and 22-37 in 59 starts as a Cleveland Browns quarterback. Good
2: for him! Mm-hmm.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah? They're just getting sad that, that out of the yeah, out of you know the thirty plus. Quarterbacks. A lot of them had one or zero starts, but occasionally some of them drift into the 30s or 40s or 50s starts. So I'm
1: honestly shocked Tim Couch had that many starts. I didn't realize he had a few.
0: That's that's
2: the impressive part there. Yeah,
1: 35 40 (laughs) maybe. He got damn 59. 59 (laughs) starts, 22 and 30. Couldn't give him another one, just get the nice round 60. I don't know. No, that's when he—that's when you saw him
0: in uh, in the Packers training camp. Him and
1: uh, I did. Him him and Achilles. Him and Achilles Smith Smith were at the training camp. I went. to. I thought that was so cool. Neither of them made the team either.
2: I believe you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, and our last stat is the number seventeen. Guys, seventeen. The Browns are looking to snap a lead leading. 17-year playoff drought, which is tied for the fifth longest drought in NFL history with a few other teams, including the recent 2000 through 2016 Bills. The only longer streaks are 25 years by the footballers and the Cardinals in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, 24 years by Pittsburgh, and 20 years by the New Orleans Aints. For comparison, the longest drought by the Bengals was 14 years. Though they do hold the record for, you know, the longest streak without a playoff win. Right, right. (laughs) Browns also have the longest uh, division title drought at 28 seasons, have not won since 1989. Number two is the Lions, who have 27 seasons. But 1993, because of the whole having a team the whole time. That's a sad bunch. So. it is a sad bunch. A lot of things being pointed the Browns' way. Most wins at the Browns Stadium by a Browns quarterback. i Sure. <laughs> Most wins by a Browns quarterback since 1999, possibly with a winning record, and possibly breaking a 17-year playoff drought.
2: Things are looking up for the Browns. Things are
0: looking up until they're not anymore. Welcome to Cleveland Sports. That is the Six Pack of Stats. We're talking about something very near and dear to my heart guys we're talking about the Cleveland Browns the Cleveland Browns right now sitting at 9 and 3 in the first of the three wild card spots the 5 seed this year still have a chance to win the AFC North though a slight chance <laughs> but a bigger chance to end their 17 year playoff drought Josh, for only the second time in my life, do you think I will get to experience some January football for the Browns?
2: Greg, I think you will. I said that a couple weeks ago when we did our Hell Yeah, Hell Nah. On will the Browns make the playoffs? And I was playing around on the old uh, ESPN machine. Playoff the playoff machine, machine yes. and uh, Many hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't get to do that much myself. <laughs> right. So I, I looked at it for the Browns and... Sometimes yeah, you and sit in and meetings. And it's, and it's the Browns. <laughs> they, could, they could surely uh, mess the whole thing up, but uh, that would definitely be pretty difficult, I think, at this point. You know, you got to play the Giants. Uh, and the Jets. And the Jets. And the Giants on prime time and Monday night. Sunday night. Or Sunday night. Um, flexed? Flex the Cowboys out of that. I mean, no. yeah, you don't say. They what a, flex the Cowboys. what a, what a crazy, flexed, what a
0: crazy world we're living in. Flex according to Jim Rome, they didn't flex out America's team. They flexed in America's <laughs> right, team with right. the Browns. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they've got two easy games. So what if one of them's in prime time, and then they've got the Steelers. Even if if they win those two games, and even if they lose against right. the Steelers, I think they it's still get the it. Ravens too. So four games.
1: But I mean, no reason they shouldn't be eleven and five.
2: Yeah, exactly. They can st- they can finish and get in. You get eleven wins, I I you're in. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right they
2: now, a really right now the
1: uh,
0: not get in. The eight and nine seeds are at five losses. So if you get eleven wins, you're almost assuredly in. Especially if right. one of those wins is first Baltimore on Monday night. So. That would push them to to six losses. The Colts and the Raiders still have to play later today as we're recording. So 11 wins would get you there. Um, I'm more interested by... There are a couple scenarios that involve either the Steelers dropping two of their three games before the Browns or, you know, one game to the Bengals. Then that game versus the Browns becomes a lot bigger, potentially for the AFC North. Any
1: shot in hell the Browns take the AFC North to Zach. I'm all in it. Like I, I want the Browns too. I would say the Browns are my second team. Like I I would love it. I, I man, I the, Steel- the answer the obviously no, no. I know but- the Steelers are just they're rolling, you know, they did have their first loss, but I mean they rolled Cleveland. I just now they're not there. So I guess my, my well, other Josh
2: is disagreeing. He's got Whoa, that. Oh I, I think the Steelers have potentially two to three more losses no, on their really? schedule. No, really? I mean, they, they play the Bills tonight and I don't in know, Buffalo. As you guys, mm-hmm. are I, I know, are aware, nobody circles, circles the wagons, wagons like, like the, the Buffalo Bills. Bills. I mean, I'll give you
1: yes that. The sir. Bills,
2: the Packers lost the Colts. That's a tough team. I'll give you that. The Colts, yeah. I read an interesting stat today that the Colts lost last week. Every time they have lost this season, it has been followed up by at least a two-game winning streak. Really? Okay, I mean you
1: got that. And look, I'll give you this too. I was reading something today. The Steelers are worried about Big Ben's knee. There are questions. So, wait, wait Big Ben's dealing with a nagging injury. Say it ain't so. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You you don't. You hate to say. Uh, you never want to see someone get hurt. But I mean, if he had to miss a game or two, or is very much hampered, I
2: mean. I mean, I it's just... It's not all a possibility. I just... This really isn't my Cincinnati bias, I promise. But I just don't mm. think the Steelers are that convincing. They haven't really played a tough schedule. They have a ton of one-score wins. Yeah. So then I guess the question... When you get into some adversity against the Bills or the Colts, but what, and dare I say the Cleveland Browns the final week... What was that? One, that wasn't a one-score game in Cleveland, though. No. No, that was that was in Pittsburgh.
1: The last <laughs> I meant, I meant like, against Cleveland. Yeah, but... It, different team. Not no playing, Bud Dupree. Yeah. All right.
0: The one question would be, right now, also want to get this out of the way, Monday night in Baltimore, not actually in Baltimore, in Cleveland, versus Baltimore, Browns are three-point underdogs, getting one of the most important parts of their team back. Wyatt Teller activated off the COVID-19 reserve list. Browns, Ravens, Monday
1: night, who are you taking? i'm gonna take the browns but that see i mean here's my thing though i i don't buy the ravens i think they've been at times a bit of a mess this year um it's kind of been a weird year for baltimore in my opinion uh they kind of hit their high point last year i think this year's been people kind of i don't know what it is it seems like people i don't say necessarily figure lamar jackson out but he doesn't look the same um yeah i'm gonna give the browns the browns are playing for more i think um well, they were saying that Greg Roman offense is starting to get figured out. People are yeah, calling out the plays. That's what I mean. People are kind of figuring that out, and um, he probably hasn't taken that step in development you'd want to see. So I'm going to go to the Browns, but I think it's a – I don't want to say a must, but if you want to talk about division, I think they have to win that game. To, oh, they have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they can't win yeah. the division if they don't that's win. That's what that. I mean. Yeah, yeah, they have to win that game. So um, I'll give higher chances that they, you know,
2: they win. Yeah, it, I think it could be interesting Monday night, and I think the Browns definitely have – it's in Cleveland. Mm. Um, the Browns definitely have a home field, I think, on their advantage. It's supposed to be pretty windy tomorrow yeah. night in Cleveland. Um, run the ball, baby. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. I think not that Baltimore can't run the ball as well, but I think Cleveland's the definitely the better running team right now. Is, and that that's, is back? I think so. Because I know he and then uh, Ingram and then, were
1: both uh, quarantined. That was like I mean, I yeah, heard, that was I a couple weeks ago. That there. was two weeks ago, it, it, so knock, they're out you're now. Not gonna, yeah. I don't
2: think you're not going to outrun Chubb and Hunt.
1: No, I know, but I'm just saying that's going to completely deplete Chubb Baltimore's Chubb and offense, though, when it's Lamar Jackson and that's it.
0: Yeah, the one thing that the Browns have been right. pretty decent with is, uh, though they've allowed some, some high rushing totals, is not allowing the big plays right. rushing. Yeah. So that's good. I'm hopeful for the Browns and then man, I'm looking forward. Right now they're the five seed, the three and the four seeds are the Bills and the Titans. Going into Buffalo or Tennessee, I don't feel terrible about. If we went to Kansas City, then you know it's fun that we really made the playoffs, guys. <laughs> but going to Buffalo or Tennessee, Hey, I'm not that maybe there's Kansas something.
1: City this year though. I know Pat Mahomes Pat deserves. Mahomes I know very and he, good. He, yeah. he. No, don't get me wrong. He's yeah. the best quarterback in the league. I'll admit that. I'm just saying they they played some tough games. That you're like, really? Yeah. Well, against the Broncos last week, they did not look great. So. No, that's what I mean. They just seem very. That's that Super Bowl hangover there. Yeah. If so. the Browns
0: can get health, at least more healthy on the back end, at least get Denzel Ward back and right. whatnot. not?
2: Maybe you get something. but I, I like the Browns tomorrow. I like their home field advantage. They're one of the best rushing defenses in the, in the league right now. I think they can get it done. Well, let us, I, If they get it done tomorrow, then I think that final game against Pittsburgh oh, that's a big I, game. could mean something. Could yeah. mean something for the division. Well, let us know
0: who you're taking tomorrow. Browns, Ravens. Ravens three-point favorites on the road. Who you got? Browns, Ravens. Let's go,
1: Browns. And now,
2: Zach's reciting of the con.
1: Spice up your holiday season. In the spirit of giving, we have concocted this festive holiday brew. One sip of our slightly sweet and spicy amber ale will bring joy to your heart and peace to your senses. Rejoice!
2: Yeah, I'll rejoice. This You'll is great rejoice. Beer. It
1: is. I do. I like it, too. Brewed it's, and bottled in Ohio. I would say it's a nice um, holiday beer for... Craft beer for those who aren't necessarily, uh, you know, craft beer people. Yeah, we all
2: know we all have a few of those in our life. Um, this is something you could br- you could bring to your small under ten person family family Christmas gathering, <laughs> and yeah, your your cousin that doesn't really like craft beer, you could be like, ah, yeah, try this one because yeah. it's a very Just drinkable. Tell them it's Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah. Budweiser brewed this. It's yeah. got
0: your. Uh, it's got your. You know, your standard j I don't mean that in a bad way. That, no. that, that sounds tell bad. Them,
2: tell them someone in Ohio, some company in Ohio brewed it. Yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> the one thing I didn't realize taking a look at the bottle is right. no wonder they can just be the Ohio Brewing Company. Ohio Brewing Company has been around for 23 years. Oh, yeah. So 1997. So have some uh, experience in the brew
1: game and have a beer that... That's actually a long time. That makes, yeah, that makes. I a mean, lot. I was kind of sh- wondering, how did they get the name? Yeah, like, no
2: one else crossed their mind, like, oh, we want to do. Well, because no. when I was, what shocked me about it, I didn't realize they were around that long. Because there's, yeah. there's quite a bit of microbreweries around there, and then like Hi Ho Brewing's just down the street from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, those have only been around for, you know, no, no longer than a decade, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't know they'd 23 years. That's, that's that's a long time. That's some establishment. Egg. So yeah. Yeah. they are the Ohio. They river Well, are. I
0: think that makes sense. You know, especially with the taste of some of their beers, is, you know, when you're very early into the to the microbrew scene. People don't people didn't quite have as much you know, palate for all this stuff. So you maybe make things a little bit, right towards right. the norms. So you you understand yeah. that this is a drinkable beer with a little bit of, you know, the spices into it. And well, it's something that you could get your, your Bud Light pal to maybe yeah. well, it drink also, a little Yeah,
2: bit. I, think it, I think it all morphs a lot of traditions in, because if they've been around that long, then they've definitely tied themselves into the o- Ohio tradition of Christmas ales and everything. But this yeah. one, very drinkable, um, but still that kind of herby, spiced holiday. Not a winter warmer, per se, because no. you said, it, Greg, it's based off the Kolsch. Yeah, it's based off their Kolsch style, mm, brew. So, so, yeah, something a little different, a little lighter. Yeah, no, it's it's a good beer. In a bottle, not a can. Yeah, uh, we haven't had many bottles on the show. I don't think that's really had any. Coincidence, actually. It is. Gentlemen, what's brewing in Ohio? First, what's brewing on Thirty Rack? We're all about the Christmas ales right now. We're drinking the Ohio Brewing Company's Jingle Bell Ale this week. We'll have another Christmas ale next week, and then our uh, special edition episode to wrap up the year will also feature a bunch of Christmas ales. Um, but for What's Brewing in Ohio, we have a couple of tidbits this week. Guys, you want to take a guess at how many new breweries have opened in Ohio during this crazy 2020 year? 700. 700. No, 17. 20, 17, 25. Uh, more than 40. Whoa, whoa, really? Yeah, more than 40 new breweries have opened yeah. in Ohio in 2020 this what year. What are we doing? I know, we, we should sh- open We should
1: be investing.
2: Oh, I thought you... We're going to say we should be drinking
0: more beer, which I'm totally for. Well, yeah, but, but
2: if we own our own brew, we can drink as much as we want. Let's do it uh, all.
0: Don't, we don't need you to do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, one of those new breweries, though, is North Water Brewing in Kent, Ohio. Whoa, Kent
0: read Kent rate Kent State.
2: Uh, they open during Thanksgiving week, and uh, they are big into helping nonprofits. Um, owner Dan, I'm sorry if I screwed this up, Shuldal. Uh, D- D- Dan, Don Sheldahl, I think if I'm saying that Dan correctly yeah, but, uh, no, you can't even get <laughs>
0: Dan or Don, Don right. Yeah. Don, so Don
2: Sheldahl, uh, he said, uh, We are building our themes around nonprofits, community projects, and trying to create a more cohesive community. And guys, I think that just encapsulates what Ohio breweries are all about building yeah, the community, bringing the community together, together exactly. having a couple together, man. brews,
0: helping out those around you. That's what Ohio and what but drinking craft beers. All according
2: bit. to the Ohio Craft Brewers Association, where our uh, segment today comes from, uh, their most recent economic impact study found that Ohio breweries donated more than one point one five million dollars in thirteen thousand uh, volunteer hours to charitable causes uh, back in twenty eighteen. Wow. Uh, that was their most recent study on that. So
0: probably more this year with everything more, going on. Yeah, That's yeah, I'd years, imagine yeah, more everything damn.
2: going on. So
0: guys. Keep that up. Yeah. If you want to help out the community, drink some beer.
1: Why not, guys? Exactly. That's ah, fine. They it's an easy it way to help out the community. Fine. i mean, A lot I'll of them donate beer. large portions of certain beers or specialty beers. Yeah, to especially those specialty beers or yeah. those,
0: like, uh, you know, some of them will have, like, a, uh, hey, come in this day. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Well, I know uh, Repeal Day was just celebrated this, uh, this week or uh, last weekend, and I just want to say happy Repeal Day, late Repeal Day, because now... We see what the effects of breweries okay. are on the communities. We have great charitable causes. 21st Amendment, baby. Yeah. Baby. Uh, we talked about Christmas ales. There's one in Cleveland, home of the Christmas ale tradition in Ohio. Cleveland. Uh, this place is called Bascule Brewery in Lorraine.
0: Well, shout out to
2: Lorraine, Ohio. Uh, they have tapped the first of three planned Christmas beers this week. So Wait, wait, wait. Three? Three, and I love what they're doing here. Each one's kind of progressively more towards the Christmas ale. Uh, So first, they're coming out with Red Rye-der. The brewery's taken a traditional Midwest winter warmer and a rye ale brewed with
0: rosemary and citrus. Mm. So rye beer was some of the most... I think I'd be down with that
2: I'm down for that. I'm I'm down for that, yeah. Yeah. A little mix of things. Uh, And then Bascule's Winter Hibernation uh, series, the Bascule roasted chestnut English strong ale. Oh, I'm, I'm in that one. Yep. Yep. Strong on Al that Al for one for you there. I love the a Basque, strong ale. Yeah. Basque Yule. Ooh. Uh, and then the Nicholas Belgian dark strong ale with honey, dried fig and mulling spices. That's your pretty traditional right. strong winter that warmer sounds, there. That good uh, so Might we'll, have to
0: carry me out of there, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're up in
2: Cleveland, check out Bascule brewery. Cause they got a real, uh, Great lineup of Christmas ales as we lean into Christmas here. And then finally, guys, we talked about it uh, in other parts of the show. You know, the pandemic is still going on and things are... Wait, what? Looking a little uh? little rough with that right now. Mm-hmm. But Fibonacci Brewing down here in Cincinnati, they're now delivering their beer to anywhere in Ohio. Really? Anywhere.
1: Where are they at? Sorry. they a are.
2: Ch- wait...
0: What's the name? I, I'm, I need Fibonacci, some beer, guys. Like the Fibonacci. Fibonacci Co- yeah. Brewing. Uh, yes, they're... please tell me, Mr. Math. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: they're here. They're only a few minutes away from us. They're uh, down Uh-oh. in Hamilton County. Oh, okay. Um, here in Cincinnati. Uh, Fibonacci is a really cool place if you've never been there. Yeah, uh, you they're, can't, they're obviously, you can't go there right now. Um, but they're very uh, science based about their beer. So they, Really? Uh, a place in Mount Healthy that is called Fibonacci Brewing is very science Oh, scientific. it's only in Mount Healthy? Well, shit. Yeah, it's just just down the, down the ways a bit. Uh, um, they are closed right now. So they um, back when they first had to close for the pandemic, back in March, they did some quick service delivery. Mm-hmm. Now you can order anywhere in Ohio. They will ship beer to you. And guys, that wraps up our What's Brewing in Ohio segment brought to you by Ohio Craft Brewers Association. You can find more brewing news at ohiocraftbeer.org. But more importantly... You can find out what breweries are open near you which ones are seating which ones are delivering which ones are offering takeout all of that updated at ohiocraftbeer.org you can find their brewing map and see nice. what's going on in ohio currently that's what's brewing in ohio Whoa!
0: hell yeah or hell nah where we bring up some potentially controversial opinions and we give our take whether we're with it or not, uh, today's question comes from our good pal down in Durham, North Carolina, Coach Mike Krzyzewski, Uh said after a loss to Illinois, completely unrelated, that uh, basically we shouldn't be playing basketball in the pandemic. Um, you know, puts student-athletes at risk. He's very much looking out for health and safety of people and not just himself. So, Josh, we'll start with you. Should they be playing college basketball during a pandemic, per what Coach K says? Hell yeah or hell nah?
2: Per what Coach K says? Yes. um, Should they stop college basketball? Hell nah. Um, And I think there's a way to do it. You know, like the Cincinnati-Tennessee game had 4,000 fans. I I don't disagree with Coach K's sentiment behind his comments. Um, like he was saying, he went on to say, quote, people are saying the next six weeks are going to be the worst. To me, it's already pretty bad. And it is, you know, it is, but play without spectators, play within. and, And at this point, you're basically two conference play. So just play within your conference, play within your region, play without spectators. The whole, but his whole, the whole timing of it, I wish he would have said it not right after the loss because he even said, that's exactly why he that's, said it. Yeah, that's why I, he well, said and it. So then he, his, and when he tries to go and defend that, he says, quote, we got our butts beat. For the good of the game and the mental and physical health of players and staff, we need to constantly look at this thing, unquote. <laughs> like, that doesn't look good. And, and that immediately... Throws it out the window. So, hell no. I don't think you should stop playing basketball. I don't think you should have fans or, you know, go full force. I don't think there should have been those mid-season tournaments where you're traveling no. all over the place. No. But just play your conference schedule. I'm agreement. Yeah.
1: Hell nah, And mostly because several reasons you point out, Josh. Uh, and also just... I don't. I don't believe the sentiment behind it at all. He's he's frustrated. He's mad, and he's gonna blame it like they're like Duke is the only one dealing with uh, COVID. You know, that's all these stipulations name. like that. We're we're it too or whatever after losing Illinois because because you 0 would you no he wouldn't. I'm not saying he doesn't care about. Oh, I'm not. I would never accuse a coach of that. No, I I like to hope they do. I I don't know, but no, I you know. It's that. I agree. They shouldn't have done the non-conference schedule and Duke went ahead and canceled it. Fine. you have a Which choice was really only like one game. It no, was one game yeah. against gardner I mean, most, schools like or or, most schools were only playing like five or six. I agree. They shouldn't have had in and they should have done the, the college football model, which I think yeah. for the most part has been fairly successful, um, at least insulating yourself regionally. Um, I just I don't trust anything that comes out of his mouth.
2: That's he's why a, he's the he, biggest
1: baby in college basketball. That's why I wish I he can't... wouldn't have
2: said it like at a post-game conference. Like if you would have said that like after practice on like Tuesday afternoon. No, if you or would have said it at like the beginning that. of the year, we all knew this was going on.
1: He's been sitting everybody's been sitting here for a year watching this happen.
0: Greg? Fellows, can I uh can I kind of move this conversation to this quote? I, I just want to just take a random guess who might have said this quote. Okay. Just just a random quote that I pulled. Uh, this was from ESPN Radio's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin in August. "Quote: We need to have the tournament. We can't have it where two years in a row you don't have an NCAA tournament." I
2: specifically, re- yeah, I specifically <laughs> remember when Coach K said that. Uh, was that Coach? <laughs> <K? Yeah. laughs> no, he, was, he was, was one of the biggest proponents of having an NCAA tournament right. this year. Because it was a Patina who said that he didn't think
1: they should have one or should move it to May, and I yeah, well, think. People yeah. flipped out about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, he, I don't know. He
0: had the, yeah, Coach, at least Patino, and you can have your issues for a million Oh, there's a him. lot of yeah. issues with but Rick the, Patino, but hey, blew that let's Iona make sure things get too. under control a no. little <laughs> bit more. Let's push it. I I don't totally disagree with that. But my favorite comment comes from uh former Buffalo head coach, now at uh, now coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide That's down great. in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Nate Oates. Nate Oates said, quote, do you think if Coach K hadn't lost his two non-conference games at home that he would still be saying that? Quote, we should 100% be playing basketball. Now, as back, someone love it. that loves basketball, watches a lot of basketball, does some wages for entertainment purposes only
1: okay. on yeah. college
0: yeah. basketball, I've seen Coach K throughout many years. And this is, what, this is what he does when his team plays like garbage early in the season. He deflects. He tells his kids, hey, you're not allowed to wear Duke gear anymore. Man knows how to work. He, um, he's, gotta get, he's got a cold. He's got to get knee surgery. He's out for a couple games to, to not have those losses right. on his resume. And then he comes back, and the team's playing better, and then they lose to Mercer or High or whatever in the tournament. And then he goes into the locker room to teach the kids how to, how to win with class. Coach K is as predictable and as just unbelievable as it comes. Look, your team's going to lose sometimes. You're... Top five talent isn't going to be great, especially when you don't have the same offseason to get prepared. Right, that's everybody. You're going to lose to a better Illinois team. You're going to lose to better teams. You know what you do? You suck it up and you take it. Because if you really cared about the student-athletes and you really cared about their health, you wouldn't have said what you said,
1: what, right. four or five months ago. All I'm going to say is he's taken shots at Coach Cal, and they've had a rough start. I was just about to bring in. He I hasn't said a single about thing about what we should cancel the season because right. I'm butthurt hurt
2: about the that's, way it's going. That's what bugs me about all of this is that it's just like everyone's everyone's dealing with this. Like you don't see you don't see Cal, Coach Cal making those. You don't see Coach Brandon making those excuses. You don't. No one's making these excuses for any other teams. But, but but Coach K. But they're, keep not, the image. they're not. They're yeah. not Coach
0: K. They're not right. Coach K. I will agree. He's here about winning with class. And if you're not going to win with class, that might be worse than the pandemic itself.
2: I think we're all collectively saying, hell nah, you should not stop college basketball right now. The one thing that I will give him points No, for for that reason. No, yeah, I was going to say, I can make the argument whether the NBA worked because it was
1: in the bubble. I said before, before the NBA said they were going to go in the bubble, we talked about this. And I said, of any sport, basketball is the one to me that I think you're going to have the hardest time because of how close there's... And how many games, because I know with a lot
0: of schools doing the, the, um, you know, distance learning, there have been some talks. I know the Big East was one of them that had talked about it, doing a bubble for all the basketball teams for conference play. I'm not against if basketball gets, because every day there are, you know, a handful to a couple dozen games canceled because of this. And, you know, it puts a whole lot of kids at risk. That's not my issue. My issue is whining and complaining Mm -hmm. and putting it first as an excuse because you got your ass kicked by Illinois at home.
1: Exactly. Because
0: you couldn't get your team ready. And I understand some of it has to do with the pandemic, but some of it has to do with you. Can't get your team ready to play Lehigh or Mercer. Can't get your team ready to play (laughs) Illinois.
2: I want to get this in because I know we'll talk about it uh, at the end of the show when we talk about Ohio State and the college football committee. But the one thing that I'll give Coach Cave points on is that he did say – uh you know, this whole sport is largely governed by, you know, a committee. And he's like, anything that is led by a committee is not agile. And he said, frankly, he's not sure who runs the NCAA college basketball right now. And going yes, back he does. to it's Coach K. Going back going back to his comments at the beginning of the season, it's just, just like the NCAA has to get out in front the NCAA doesn't have a plan. So I can understand when coaches do get frustrated right. because there is no plan and there is no you know, it's, it's a committee who yeah. you can't say, oh, these people are in charge because it's such these, such these large committee committees that, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we'll hit on that kind of a little bit with the night report probably but the Ohio State thing that came yeah, out I, this week.
2: I wanted to get that in there because no, I know yeah. we're going to talk about it in our next conversation with Ohio State. But I think we all largely agree, hell nah, stop your complaining. Scumbag.
1: Sc- Scumbag.
0: a little bit of the Big Ten, talking about the Buckeyes, talking about all the craziness of the last couple weeks. Hang on, Sloopy. In the Big Ten, yeah, (laughs) hang on, Sloopy, (laughs) because it's about to be one hell of a ride. First off, of course, we have the Buckeyes only playing, what is it, five
1: games? Five and 0. So far this
0: season. A lot of that coming because of the Big Ten Canceling their season, then delaying their season, then starting late, and no room for any Kevin sort Warren's of re—you know—rescheduling. I mean, how much do you think, in general,
1: this this botching by the Big Ten hurt the Big Ten? I don't agree with you know. You've heard. Both sides, you you see stuff Oh, This 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 damaged the Big Ten's. No, the Big Ten's reputation was damaged uh, by Kevin Warren back in uh, what was that September or October, August? I'm sorry. Yeah, when it was May, like January, July, August. Yeah, when they so postponed, that was damaged. Then, then. Um, first of all, anybody with two cents, I mean, I wouldn't even have been wrong if Indiana Indiana didn't even feel they need to ceremonially vote against Ohio State you know, voting against lowering the rule. Even Indiana was like, yeah, we had our shot, we lost. Like, Ohio State, it was an arbitrary number. And fine, rules are rules, that's fair, but let's put it this way. It's not like, well, if they had lost, which would have been a long shot, or, they wouldn't have gotten in. It's like literally the fact all they had to do was show up. Because even if they Michigan had pulled off a huge upset, Ohio State would be going to Indy then. Yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah, right? and, and it's not and like... And there's $6 million... I mean high state's the only one of them that has an opportunity to get in the playoff. Let's not forget this is not about money. It is about money. Oh it's about money. That, that's a potential six million dollars that gets evenly distributed amongst all fourteen members. Yeah. They're not gonna pass that up.
2: But even yeah. then it's just like how could you not think of that beforehand? Uh, that's what can I continue to come back to this, especially with the Big Ten, but of all of college football and college sports in general right now, but especially the Big Ten. How could you not get out in front of this and none of this would be a problem right now if you had just gotten out, been proactive, come up with a plan and stuck right. to See, that plan? I
0: I'm not even I'm not even going against the the cancellation of it. But I feel like they dragged their feet for about three weeks of the season when they, they realized didn't need to. They was... easily
1: could have turned around a few a few days later after they saw what a shit show was. And like, oh no, we're gonna do it. Yeah,
0: and, <laughs> and or even like the first week of the season, if you start even two weeks earlier oh, and yeah. give just a le- either an extra game or or an extra bye week or two, mm-hmm. Ohio State plays six or seven games, no problem. Right. So it's like, I, it just annoys me because it had to come to something that i think leaves the door open for you know some attack on the big 10 or ohio state and i i am everyone knows yeah. i am i'm am as Antarctic. much of a not ohio state oh, fan oh uh, yeah but even i'm like well, well yeah obviously you put ohio it just, state in like it make as far sense as the conference goes i like i've heard some argument like We'll keep them out because it brings them back to the rest of the, the state. Ohio State's always going to recruit well. Yeah. And so back always, to what? They, yeah. they, they
1: added recruits this whole time. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're always...
0: They have ridiculous. a top recruiting they're class always, yeah. for the next three years. <laughs> I, unless something catastrophic happens, they're always going to be in that top five of the nation in everywhere. Right. And you know what? It helps some of the conference. And guess what? If you get $500,000, and I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but there's an article... I think it was by a Pac-12 guy who talked about the Pac-12 yeah. staying out. Five hundred thousand dollars is the difference between another strength coach, a nutritionist, oh, yeah. right. stuff like that, that can really help your team. And I know maybe not for maybe not as much for Ohio State because they have a lot of money. Right. But Illinois. for Illinois or Maryland or Rutgers, that
1: That's could turn them from
0: a four and eight team to a six and six, eight and four team. Pretty quick. And I think... The, I think it's for the best for the, the conference. The
1: number of... It was 13 to 1. And we all know who voted against it. And honestly, I love that they did good. I love it that they still want to be in that fight, though. They're not really on the field in that fight. You know, that School of North voted no. Like I said, it speaks a lot of volumes to me. I would, have, I would have actually been more mad if they would have voted yes. I north would West. have, too. But, I mean, it, it speaks more to the volume of... Again, I think that Indiana even said, yeah, it makes sense. Because... Don't me wrong. I think it if a high state because they would have had an excuse why they didn't win it if they didn't get to play in Indiana. Got the you know won the conference for the first time since what 1969 or something like that. Yeah, that's cool as shit. i would have been like, that's pretty cool. Whatever. But even they would admit like it's tainted, and
0: it doesn't. It it just doesn't. They want to earn it Or the conference. Yeah. No. I mean their coach. You can
1: see really has the Big the, Ten like, fucked it up from the beginning. And I'm sorry, you're putting the best team in the conference in a position to get in the playoff. And, um, you know, Dumbo, Sweeney, and all them have some words for that. So I guess that goes to our
0: next next (laughs) conversation. I think, I mean, some people talk about style points, but I think if the Buckeyes win, they're in.
1: Yeah. Well, Tuesday will be telling, but I don't think there's going to be any change from last week. There'll be four. And as long as they take care of business against Northwestern and, like, Justin Fields doesn't get hurt or something.
0: Especially now with the Florida loss. You don't have like the Florida Alabama thing. I think Florida's out regardless. Yeah, and
1: they so, were gonna get
2: rolled by Bama anyway. It's gonna be the same thing that it's been the past couple Tuesdays. The top four are gonna stay the same. Five through ten is gonna be
1: the AM a bit discussion of a guessing,
2: guessing game. Doesn't add up at all. Well,
1: no. And no one will say, Well, they should get in because they're better than Ohio State. They're just like, Well, they played more games. All right. But they had their shot and they got whooped. By Bama.
0: Right. Zach, I, I just first off want to give a shout out to Vanderbilt. Obviously, Sarah <laughs> yeah. Fuller no, yeah, making the, the extra points. Hey-o. But Hey-o. as everyone that watched that first game of hers watched that Vanderbilt team, that is an atrocity. They are. To the SEC. They are. They're bad. You and any, congrats to her. But do you yeah. know how many points AM beat Vanderbilt by? And you could say offseason, whatever. Five points. They don't deserve to be in the top 10. They beat a shitty Mississippi State team oh, by yeah. 14. The only team that they looked impressive against was a Will Muschamp is about to get fired South Carolina team. The same they same don't as... deserve to be above Cincinnati, like... yeah. above No Ohio State. Yeah. They it's the same thing don't even Ohio... deserve to Iowa be above State. Indiana.
2: Iowa no. State lost to Louisiana at home by two scores. It's right. like, what are we doing here? I, you, I, you talk about... You talk about Everyone always says, "Oh, well, if they go to the playoff, they're going to get blown out." Well, first off, every year of the college football playoff there was one always of the one blowout. blowout. There has been, second s-
0: off. I think, I think there have been six or seven that have qualified as like three touchdown blowouts. I mean,
1: I I yeah. got to go since, to one. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'm just saying, there's always one. Yeah. There's exactly. always a blowout since the since the playoff has started in the seven years. I believe there have been six or seven blowouts. Yeah. So it's just second off. Pretty much every year, it happens at least once. Second off.
2: Every team that you're saying that of, you can go and look in the regular season and find that they got, uh, you know, two-score you know, two, t- two score game. I you know, don't want to call it a blowout, but Iowa State got beat at home by Louisiana by two scores. Oh, yeah. Handily. Hand- yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're going to tell me that they deserve to go up and have a chance against... One I think the Bearcats have been completely disrespected. I agree. I think the
1: Bearcats should I'm not be even five or six. From, I know, I know, but I know. What I'm now. just saying it doesn't make sense. Look,
0: if, if you have any sense, you say the rankings are pretty safely Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson, Cincinnati at five. Yeah. Cincinnati's shown that they obviously the top team is not that bad, but it's a pretty solid conference. The, yeah. But. Ohio State has shown, once again, as someone that tries to pick out the holes in Ohio State. You do. They're top four team. Clemson, top four team. Notre Dame and Alabama, top four team. Texas A&M, you know what? A couple more uh, and years, then, like, maybe. Obviously, maybe uh, obviously, very biased at Cincinnati. But like, if you polled the whole nation you said, would you rather watch Alabama-Cincinnati or Alabama-Texas A&M? Ninety yeah.
2: percent of the nation would say Alabama because we already Cincinnati. know
1: what Alabama, Texas A&M, exactly. going to
2: be a shit show. And you go back, and I'm so glad that finally Mike Garcia, Mike Oresko, the commissioner of the American, finally, yeah. he f- finally got fired up this week. And well, was good. Pretty upset yeah. with the recent rankings with Cincinnati dropping, and he said, "Why do we even play our games then? Exactly. If you're going to say that yeah. we have a shot at this, and then we go and play these games, and we've developed the conference to what it is now." It's not a bad conference. It's a competitive... Last year was the most entertaining conference in college football. It was. And you know what?
0: If you want to to say we have a shot but not give us a shot, then you force the college football committee that's all made up of P5 teams. You force Texas A&M to take a home-and-home with Cincinnati. You force Florida to take a home-and-home with UCF. You force Tennessee to take a home-and-home with Memphis. You force these teams and say, look... You're not. You're done playing Florida
1: A&M. Why do we only have to have a power five? Why can't we have a power six?
2: I, I believe because that is, makes I sense. I believe that is the American Conference's whole. Slogan, no,
1: I know, but I know? mean, like, why? Why, why can't? Exactly. Why, why? Why? wouldn't we even it out? Because the power five is the pain in the ass. We might as well get rid of the Pac-12 and then let the a- the Pacs. Honestly, I would put, I would put the AAC against the Pac-12 in football any day of the week. I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I top think. Top to bottom. Block, top to bottom. Yeah, the the problem the Pac-12 is against the
2: American. I think a, it'd go 500 at the very least. That's a, a, what I mean.
0: And you've seen it in in the Big Ten, which I which I have a lot of respect for. Is they say, "Hey, we're playing
1: FCS teams." Yeah, they did. If the Big Ten want, does not. It, the SEC still does, and they I'm do that middle of the season. They no, take a break. No, they do it right before. Well, but you, but you know week. what I mean. They yeah. take a break. The Big Ten goes. They play the MAC, which is good for football. They they give them some money, but they they don't play school, FCS school. FCS no, and allowed. you know what? It you see every.
0: Big Ten team plays at least one power conference school. And some yeah. of
1: it is like I mean there's years yes. Ohio State played UC, they played a power five school, and then they played two Max. School. That was it. Yeah. And then they played a nine game conference And you schedule. know what? <laughs> Ohio State plays Oklahoma. And then you yeah. look
0: at like the mid schools, like Northwestern will play Duke, but that's still power five and you go yeah. mid versus mid. Maryland yeah. will play, you know, Wake Forest or something. And that's fine. And that makes sense. But at the end of the day, SEC isn't enough. You have to do more.
2: I just when you look at the having
0: those letters doesn't mean anything. When I see you beat a Vanderbilt team that I watched an entire game to watch someone kick an extra point and didn't see them get even past me. Right.
1: Or 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 we're talking about their jumbo fisher in here, Dumbo over here, talking shit and I'm like, uh, You lost to another Dame team, that'd be pit. Right. And they only scored twelve fucking points. Right. What are that we was, talking? That about? Was a,
0: that was the bad Louisville team that they scored. Uh, sorry, just, I don't okay,
1: understand. that makes it worse to me because uh, I
2: think Pitt's better than
1: Louisville. Like, oh, what yeah, we, Louisville's. A, uh, that's what I mean, team. that's what
2: are we talking about here? That's what I when you look at the college football top twenty five. I that's what I keep going back to. It's like, what are we talking about here? Because you can. You can make one point for each team and fairly decide. Alabama undefeated. Notre Dame, undefe- Notre Dame and Clemson are going to go one and one against each other probably. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to have shot at winning again. Two and three, whatever you want to mix them right there. Or Ohio State. The, that's their top four right there. Texas A&M got their butts kicked by Alabama and only beat Vanderbilt by five points. Florida lost to LSU yesterday. They're done. Iowa State lost at home by two scores to Louisiana. Cincinnati is undefeated and will play in the American Championship against Tulsa, who may or may not be a top 20. We'll see. They're top and 25 I- right now. Georgia, two losses. Miami, two losses. Oklahoma, two losses. Indiana and Coastal and Northwestern, sure, you can make yeah. cases for them, I guess. But, but I- when I- you're to- I just you go off those single points for each team, and it's I go. It's like, what are we talking about? Just and, look at that right and there. I think what are we I talking
0: about? That kind of helps to wrap up our conversation. I think we're all in agreement that the top four teams are the top four teams. There's <laughs> no reason why Ohio State shouldn't be in the top four, and that Cincinnati is one of the two best next up teams. Yeah. Regardless. So hey, if Clemson loses twice, though. Yeah. Damn I half. guess that gets real hey, interesting then. Let us know. Does Power 6 still have a shot? Does Ohio State deserve it? And who do you think is going to be the Final Four next weekend when we finally have that reveal show? Let us know at 30 Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hang on, Sloopy. All right, well, we're into our cheers for the podcast. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the pod this week. And also, shout-out to our pals up in Cuyahoga Falls. The good. Ohio Brewing Company and their Jingle Bell ale, their uh their Kolsch ale that they brewed with spices. It was mm, just a it was, very it was good. a nice beer. It was just a nice smooth, not too heavy beer that yeah, you could just very, enjoy during, during the show. Sale. I really I was. It. So guys, before we end things here, got our cheers. Zach, who are you
1: cheersing this week? Um Little side story: We came up with this cheers like 20 minutes ago, and we all spent another 20 minutes trying to remember we what the it. cheers was because we couldn't remember. But I, I, do want to shout out. Uh, if they didn't see it, find it on YouTube, the or Hulu. Sorry, the uh, the Simpsons. They uh, did a Cincinnati episode. Did it spot on? It was pretty good. I saw really the Ludlow great. Cincinnati or the yeah. Ludlow skyline looked um, fantastic. Like I said, you can find it on Hulu. Definitely check it out. So I'm gonna shout them out.
0: Hey, always good. You want to get ratings? You get Ohio in the thing. Exactly. Yep. Everybody knows that. Who runs the world? Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. All right, uh, Josh. Who are you shouting out on uh, this wonderful
2: Sunday? I'm going to some action. To, Whoa! Uh, shout out oh. Favorite the Toledo Rockets for pulling off a uh, fourth quarter uh, game winning drive with under two minutes to go. They needed a touchdown. They drove down the field. They got it to cap a 24 to 23 victory against the Central Michigan Chippewas. Chippewas. Uh guys over uh nine different players caught a pass from Carter Bradley uh in that win. So wow. a good win over them to tie them for second place in the uh the Mac uh Mac West, I think.
0: Mac East. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Mac all east. east I think. Um no Michigan high. and like Ball State and Unfortunately,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, no Ohio team's making it into the MAC championship, but should still be a good uh, good championship game between Ball State and Buffalo.
0: Oh, always a good time in the MAC championship. The championship runs through Detroit. Detroit. Everybody knows that. National champion runs through Detroit. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Uh, so, guys, I got two cheers. Uh, one quick off the top, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, just want to shout out Sarah Fuller being the first uh, woman yep. in the Power Five conference to score. Thankfully, Vanderbilt actually scored points to give her a chance. Um, you know, if you want to be one of those misogynistic guys that doesn't think she should play because she can't kick as well wants, as you think you get, could have kicked as hard as they can. for your anyway, JV football yeah. team or whatever, she's got a good like kicking stroke. I mean, obviously, kicks like a soccer player because she is a soccer player, right? But can hit the ball. Both of those PATs were good to go, and I know they're regular kicker hit a field goal from 39 yards, missed a field goal. I would trust Sarah Fuller for my team from 39 yards, seeing a lot of the struggles that a lot of college teams go through. Yeah. Whole lot of issues there, but uh, nice to see her be able to get out there and do something. And, you know, just show that, you know, whoever can do what they put their mind to. And, you know, this is a weird year, but it's nice to find these really nice stories in there. Definitely. Uh, The other really nice story that's, more near and dear to my heart, though. The Columbus Crew. MLS Cup champions. Did I drunkenly spend a lot of money at the MLS store? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> but the answer is yes. Shout out to the crew. Second ever MLS Cup. First since 2008. Uh, crazy season. We're in control. Had some injuries. But went from, you know, 20th best team in the MLS to best team in the, in the league. Went from a couple years ago being ready to move to Austin, to being MLS Cup champions. Uh, As as the crew Twitter said, it's not a storybook ending. It's a storybook, and we're hoping this keeps going so it's not quite an ending. So uh, shout-out to the crew. uh, But more importantly, guys, shout-out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for listening today. Shout-out once again to Ohio Brewing Company for the Beer of the Week. Uh, Be sure to listen upcoming weeks drinking some more christmas beers and uh guys we have our christmas special coming up where we're gonna do a little uh secret santa christmas beer special so that should be a whole lot of fun so thank you so much for listening to 30 Rack of sports uh we'll see you guys all next week to recap the wonderful world of sports here in ohio peace